don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Life Cycle Podcast. I'm back. I am your host, Ian Quintana, along with my two co-hosts, Joey Guerreri. Welcome back. Issa Giga. Nice to have you back. Happy to be back. It's been far, far, far too long. Before we get started, just want to give a quick thank you to Matt for filling in last week. Great episode, great insights. But I'm back. I know you all miss my voice. That's what I'm here for. We got a great episode today, action-packed. Um, before we get started, though, as always, you got to make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, at DLC Fantasy. We put out so much great information, great debates out there. We're always interacting with our listeners. We're excited to interact with you, so just make sure you're following us at DLC Fantasy. Looking forward to interacting with you guys. Let's get right into it. Jesus, not even, not holding back. Welcome. Yeah, back. did you breathe the whole time? You just took one big breath. Honestly, I feel like my rapping career could start right now. That intro. Um, <clears throat> let's move on. Yeah, let's not. Yeah. The Dominican yeah. Slim Shady. Whoa, like that. All right, <laughs> I think we can uh, we can get started here. So we were talking. We we're going through our rankings, the three of us by position. Found a little things that just looked a little bit funky, little discrepancies, some some funny things, some funny comments, some Sam Darnold love for no reason, some Cam Akers hate for no reason. Oh, there's there's plenty of reason for that. Oh, that that's aggressive. We just wanted we just wanted to have a quick episode. Explain yourself. Just pick a couple guys here who are a little bit different in rankings for one person than they are for the other two. And see where we get. See what we find. We have to defend our positions here. Yeah, see if we can change each other's minds on our rankings. Maybe, you know, we get these guys go a couple spots higher, a couple spots lower. Kind of try to, try to see how it goes. You know what the funny thing is? Probably none of us will change our mind at the end of the episode. We'll just scream and shout. And I'm excited for it. Well, that's because we're really stubborn. Yeah, we are really stubborn. Yeah. Sorry, we have our consensus ranks. So, if you want to listen to the collective mind of the LC, that's what we'll be putting out on... Socials and talking about moving forward. This is just individual stuff, obviously. Yeah, so watch out for that. We're a little bit better and more personable than uh, PFF, so we're here for you guys. Look at our consensus ranking. At Denver Broncos. Yeah. Oh, man, they really <laughs> went at them today, if you didn't see that on Twitter. Um, but I think let's hop right into it. I think we have to start with... Um, I'll start this Ease off. Of, yeah, I'll, take, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, take a swing at this. Let's do uh, let's do Sam Darnold. So yeah, I got, I got a little hate on this. So I have um, dynasty rankings wise, I have Sam Darnold the number nineteen. Joe and Ian have him. Joey at twenty nine. Ian at twenty seven. And then ADP is quarterback twenty six. So you guys, off the, you know, you two and ADP are roughly the same place. I'm a bit higher, but QB to QB nineteen isn't that high. QB nineteen is a bottom wide receiver uh, quarterback two. So it's not like I'm saying he's gonna be you know high into. I'm just saying he'll be. 
he'll be a lot better than what he was last year. And I think he's going to help teams a little more than you think. Um, so last year, if you just take an example, he had he's Adam Gaze the last what two years I believe. Mm-hmm. And Adam Gaze is easily the worst coach I've seen in my twenty six years of living. Three years. Three yeah. years? Yeah, three was years. It? Maybe three years. Too long. Too long. At the end of the day. Two yeah. years is too long. Three years is too long. One day is too long. Yes. Um, I believe Adam Gase is actually coaching high school now. As he should. Don't yeah, I think he is. Don't take my word for it, but I think he is. Sounds anyway, right. I'm, yeah. take, I'm taking your word on Never it. look up what we say. Ever. <laughs> Never. Nope. Um, but yeah, so last year, Teddy Teddy checked down Bridgewater. All he does is check down. He has no arm. Uh, he supported almost three wide receivers that had a thousand yards, over a thousand yards. So last year, DJ Moore nearly had 1,200 yards, and Robbie Anderson had nearly 1,100 yards. And then you had Curtis Samuel with 800 receiving yards, and I think he had about 200, 300 um, rushing yards. So roughly three wide receivers that had over a thousand yards, um, thousand total yards. And this year, he's obviously not Curtis Samuel because Curtis Samuel was in Washington, but he's got Christian McCaffrey back. And Christian McCaffrey can very easily take over what um, Curtis Samuel is leaving there. So, you know, roughly 800 receiving yards. And if you just compare what, um, if you if you can just compare what Sam Donald had, you know, the last couple of years, or like last year, for example, um, Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims is a rookie, Braxton Berrios, his primary running back last year was Love Bella for like three weeks, and then Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Still out there. And now, instead of Frank Gore, he's going to get CMC, who opens up the other uh, passing game. Instead of Crowder and Mims and Braxton Burrows, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. That improvement is huge. And again, this kid is 24 years old. And Carolina obviously believes in him for some reason because they did trade up for him. I believe, I think it was a sixth, a seventh, and a second rounder. So nothing crazy, but they did give up you know a couple picks to get him. And if you just if you just look at like the players that have come from Sam, from um, Adam Gates before. So Ryan Tannehill, right? Ryan Tannehill, after seeing after Adam Gase, he went on to go. He went on to play for the Tennessee Titans, and he's been great. Kenyon Drake broke uh, broke out his first year in Arizona right after leaving Adam Gase. Um, Robbie Anderson in Carolina right after leaving Adam Gase, great, great last year. Uh, Devontae Parker, what two years ago, great in Miami, and they all after leaving Adam Gase. Joe, you want to take this? You want me to? So I think <laughs> I think here's here's the thing. You make some really good points with Sam Darnold. But good quarterbacks thrive regardless of their situation. In my opinion, they they at least perform a bit better than Darnold has these past few years. And yes, Darnold is absolutely getting a huge upgrade in talent around him, a huge upgrade that cannot be understated. I just dynasty-wise, I just do not see Carolina Sticking with Darnold as their long-term answer. I just do not. Well, they already granted him his extension. I mean, he, he's, he's going to be there at least for next year, minimum. Yeah. If it's fifth-year option, sorry, not his extension. So he has at least two more years with them. And, I mean, so last year, Teddy Bridgewater finished as a quarterback 19. It's Sam like, Donalds can finish at least as a quarterback 19, at least. About that option, it's not like it's an expensive option. He's still on his rookie deal. They could easily have that option there as a backup. Yeah, I just don't even think he's anything special. Yeah. Really. Um, <clears throat> yeah, people have made it out of the gay trap, but Ryan Tannehill. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Dub Joe. His contract is um is um fifth year option because he I think he got drafted as a third overall quarterback is nineteen million dollars. Jesus. So that that is commitment that right is there. A lot higher than I expected. You expected what, like ten or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's nearly double because I think I think I drafted third overall now something like that. I know it was top five. So yeah, that, that speaks about uh, how terrible the 
uh, draft class was that year, I think 2017, um, because he's he's pretty mediocre. I mean, he doesn't have much rushing upside that I think of when I think of Ryan Tannehill, or not Ryan Tannehill, sorry, Sam Darnold. Um, you can see it from that uh, Broncos game. I think it was a Thursday night game. He was stumbling through what the, the Broncos just assumed he was going to keep falling because it looked like he was going to fall down. He just never did. And he stumbled his way to the end zone. It was actually disgusting to watch. But I don't think there's much here for Darnold. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's escaping Adam Gase, but he's going to get an upgraded weapons, like you said. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Panthers could still come right around next year in the draft and draft the rookie wide receiver, or not, rookie um, quarterback and just sit him behind Darnold and even have Darnold be replaced next year. I'm not really worried about this whole, oh, they're paying him big bucks. Because, sure, this is their guy. Maybe they made a mistake. Okay. But you want to put confidence in your guy. That's what the Panthers think they have. And, I don't know, they'll, they'll see this year that he's not going to be anything great. You know how many 300-passing-yard games Sam Darnold had? Probably less than five. Four. Okay, spot on. Four? 300-yard passing games, which is not even, like, an insane game for a quarterback. Like, they should be doing that (laughs) regularly if you're pretty good. It's terrible, man. That's terrible. You should still be able to get to the 300-yard mark a bunch, especially if you're playing for a bad team that forces you to throw the ball more often instead of running it, which he has. Let me ask you guys this, because looking looking at our rankings now, I think you both... So, like I said, Joe has um, has Sam Darnold at QB 29, Ian has him at QB 27. Tua, who is a, a year younger, you guys have at 15, Joey at 15, and Ian at 18. Yeah. You, you think Tua is 15 and Joe and, and uh, I, Sam Dunn's 29? I like, yeah, I like It's Tua's, a one-year difference. Like what did Tua, Tua show you much. last year? I think Tua's he's, a, a, yeah. he's a bigger running threat. He We still haven't seen all of Tua. He barely got opportunities last year. Less options on the team. And I... I uh, yeah. No, two is definitely much better. He played at Alabama, Sam Darnold, USC, two completely different. Two was fourteen spots better than Sam Darnold I, on your yes, rankings. Absolutely, that's yes. ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater looks like finished nineteen quarterback nineteen last year. You think Sam Darnold can't do that? You think he's worse than Teddy Bridgewater? I'm thinking dynasty wise. I don't think Sam Darnold sticks in Carolina. I think he will. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think so. We'll he's find out. Not that talented. I think two is much more talented. They actually invested. That's the this thing. is the team that invested a uh, uh, first round pick on. Uh, to a, the Panthers did not. There was only a second rounder, I think, and then some other pick that doesn't really matter. They didn't really invest too much or take a huge chance on him. And that that's the thing in my brain is like if we're talking dynasty wise, I wanna if and I'm talking a quarterback dynasty wise, I wanna think like five years from now, and I just don't not see Sam Darnold sticking there past that fifth year option. They just eventually Carolina's gonna want their guy who they draft who they develop themselves. And I just, Sam Darnold's just not going to be there long-term. Yeah, yeah, they could have taken him, one of those quarterbacks this year, but... What, what pick did they have this year? Was it 10? I think it was like it's eight, seven, eight. Eight, yeah. So, I mean, they wanted to. They could have taken a quarterback this year. But there's still good quarterbacks coming out. There's so plenty of options. Good quarterbacks every They're going to be up there. They're not going to be, like, an insane team. They're not going to be one of the best in the league. So they'll probably have that the option. S- they'll probably have that same exact fucking pick next year in that same spot because they'll be right around there. 
Joe, it's your turn, man, to keep it rolling with the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. You, oh, yeah. You have him as the QB9 this year in our rankings. Not just this year, in Dynasty. In Dynasty, I mean, I apologize. Yeah. His ADP, he's quarterback 17. Isav has him at 16 right along line, and I'm right a little bit above that at 15. Care to explain why he's top 10? <clears throat> well, this also is uh, a ranking with Deshaun Watson, an unclear future for him. I have, I think, Watson 13. Um, if Watson's future clears up, obviously I'm going to put Watson ahead. So, worst case scenario, he gets bumped down to top 10, to just number 10. But I still like um, him there because the future of the quarterback position is the Konami code rushing ability, and Hurts has that. Um, he rushed for over 1,200 yards and 20 touchdowns in Oklahoma in 2019. And... Um, Sorry, I'm looking at my notes and I wrote that down uh, twice. But yeah, no, <laughs> no he um, finished eighth, I believe, in carries. Carries, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, he can do, he can rush the ball like no other, and that's like you see with Josh Allen, you see with Lamar Jackson. I mean, Kyler's smaller, but he's one of the best. Justin, uh, not Justin, Jesus Christ, it was Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts is one of the best, and he will be for the long haul here and I mean yeah he only started four games small sample size but he passed for over 300 yards twice he rushed for over 50 yards three times once 100 yards in those three games and he finishes a QB1 three times you don't need to be a lights out passer in today's NFL to finish as a QB1 it's like it's like the pass catcher running back it's a cheat code um, the rushing quarterback is a cheat code and that's why I have Jalen Hurts as high as he is um and he's getting an upgrade with Devontae Smith coming in as a weapon. Um, Zach Ertz probably out the door. It doesn't matter because they still have Dallas Goddard. Uh, Jalen Rager is going to be slotted as the two, which is where he'll thrive more. Um, he's still – I'm not giving up on Jalen Rager. He's still great. Um, got Miles Sanders out of the backfield. Just drafted Kenneth Gainwell. He good pass catching back also. So he's got the weapons, and he's got the legs. He's got the weapons. It doesn't matter. Um, Ian, question for you. Yes. Com- completion rating last year. What do you think? What do you think Jalen Hurts finished completion rating? Huh. An average quarterback would probably somewhere be around sixty-six percent or something. Give like or that. take. Give or take. Give or something take. like that. Average. Yeah. 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 What was he at, Isa? Fifty-two percent. Fifty-two. Would you like? Would you like to guess, Ian, where in the league that was in oh. terms of ranking? What he mm-hmm. ranked? Mm-hmm. Well, if he's that far below average, has Damn. to be last, right? Damn right. Last. Absolutely last in completion wow. rating last year. That's unreal. You guys like didn't hear a single thing I just said about rushing quarterbacks. Yeah. Listen, rushing quarterbacks are good. <laughs> they are great. That's not the point. Lamar Jackson also good. Yeah. But there will come a point, just the way Cam Newton was. That a rushing quarterback will not keep going as long as a passing quarterback will. They will simply just get hurt. Cam Newton is a big-bodied boy, and he's still got his shit beat up. And it's going to happen to Lamar as well. Even if he doesn't get beat up, teams will give up on quarterbacks easily, even though they're performing for our dynasty teams because they're rushing for 100 yards a game and they're throwing for 250. If they're not able to complete passes, teams have to eventually give up on that and quarterback if they don't and give change. Up, it's so easy to game plan against them. Yeah, what do you do? Exactly. Stop the rush. Exactly. Devontae Smith um, can be incredible. But it doesn't matter if you can't get him the ball. I just don't think, you know, the league could necessarily prepare for Jalen Hurts because he only played the last four games of the season. It's such a small sample it's size. It's just such a small sample size. And I, I just don't it, see him being able yeah. to be able to produce that. To have rate. him as a top 10 top quarterback. Top 10 quarterback. I've only so seen many, four games. With so many good quarterbacks 
in Dynasty, there's just yeah, no that. I Joe, just, Joe, I you have him. You have him above Joe Burrow. Yes, I do. Who showed so much more talent? Yep. And is on a much better offense with much better weapons. Yep. And can also somewhat rush the ball. Okay. Yeah. I still love Joe Burrow, but I love Jalen Hurts more. That's yeah. That's, oh, that's called delusion. That's yeah. That's pretty. I'm not worried about this 52 percent. Um, in college, he never went below 60 percent. Now it's college is college. It's not the same competition. It's not the same competition, but. It's still he showed production. He passed for over three thousand yards or almost four thousand yards in that same year that he went uh, almost thirteen hundred rushing yards and twenty rushing touchdowns. That's a lot of fucking rushing touchdowns. He has under thirty two passing touchdowns. He's got the skill set. He's got, he's got it. Right he's got there. the skill set, but, but the sample size it's is untapped. so small yes. to rank him in the top ten. So we can just go back and forth all day. Sample size is too small for yep. him to be great. Sample yes. size is too small to call yes. him shitty. Yep. We're just going to keep going off I, all day. I would like to do that. And, and I mean, we can. We just fill up this whole time. I'll do it all day. Yeah, let's, all do day all day. To yell. let's do it but all day. But <laughs> I'm ranking him in the top ten as a QB1 because I feel like that's where his future projects. It's as simple as that. That's just where I feel like he he has the possible outcome. I would of like a top twelve quarterback. I would like the listeners to know that that was not a DLC approved message, and that is just Joe going off the rails. And that's fine. Well, this this is the point of this episode, kind of defending you guys and kind of kind of taking the shit from the other two. Rails. It is. It is. And uh, I mean, I'll just get ahead of it. I'll command the train. If you guys want to jump on, not many passengers, I guess here at least in this room. But if you want to. Capitalize while uh, you can. This is, this is it. Because it's only up from here. No. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, trains go up and down. I see. They don't always, they don't always go I up. See. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Ian. I guess it's my turn. Let us shit on you next. Yes, it is my turn, and I'm very oh, excited. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that far off. Uh, we're going to talk about Jerry Judy a little bit. He, I have him at number 15 for wide receivers. Joe at 22, Isav at 23, so right there. And then his average ADP for Dynasty is wide receiver 23. Spot on. Damn. Wow. You cheated. <laughs> so in 2020, not the best year for a rookie with as much hype as Judy had. 16 games, 52 receptions, not even 1,000 yards. He got to 856, only three touchdowns on 113 targets. The really concerning part about that stat line is that he only had a 46% catch rate. But, not really his fault. He had extremely bad and inconsistent quarterback play all year. Drew Locke is terrible, and I That's hope what, that... Hope that PFF tweeted at them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah they were not <laughs> happy. Yeah, Drew Locke is terrible, and I hope that the Broncos are ready to give up on him any second now. He had uh, 71% on-target percentage, which is... 34th out of 36 qualifying quarterbacks. Judy's known for being an extremely good route runner. He made defenders look terrible, terrible all year. His average depth of target was 13.7 yards, which is top 10. And he was only getting about 7.1 targets per game. And yeah, people say that Carlin Sutton's coming back. That's going to hurt him a little bit. But plenty of receivers thrive that way. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which both Isaf and Joe have him ranked above uh, Judy. And then Calvin Ridley playing with Julio, was always performing. DK and Lockett. Yeah, DK and Lockett. Not to make a point. There's, there's plenty of wide receivers that perform and thrive with another elite wide receiver lining up against them. I just think that Judy's abilities, he's only going to get better. He, this, he has elite talent, elite route running ability. 
And the biggest fear with people with him is um, the quarterback play and drops. He did have a lot of drops, but that's something that can absolutely be fixed. His potential's through the roof. I would take the gamble on Judy above a lot of the people that he's a, and Joe have ranked from 22, 23 to 15. Listen, I mean, when, when you say a lot of drops, that's, that's being very... You're saying it really nicely because he had so many fucking drops. So out of all the receivers, I think I mentioned the stat on um, the last episode, but for those of you that listen just to this one, don't listen to the last one. But for all the 41 players that had over 100 targets last year, for out of the 41, Judy had the most drops. Mm-hmm. Like there was a game, I forget what game it was again. Um, it's against the Chargers. Chargers. He and he, I think he had bunch. five drops. Yeah, he had five, five drops in a game. Five drops. Two of them were for touchdowns. That's ridiculous. So. Yeah, no, I I agree. That is ridiculous. I, I understand terrible. he had horrible quarterback between Locke and Driscoll and who was that wide receiver there? They didn't have a wide receiver by quarterback. Yeah, can yeah because all the because of COVID. So I I Quick understand. Side note that. on him, I heard he's really impressed in uh and as yeah. quarterback. Yeah, no, no, no. I said <laughs> wide receiver. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Someone keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely not. No, I'm just saying. No, no, I'm really just saying. Not. I read a report. I'm going based off of that. But again, so again, Judy, it's not because Judy can't like, it's not that his hands are bad. It's just that he looks up the field before he even gets a ball in his hand. And that's what he did in college. And you could always see it. And he wouldn't, he still got drafted so high because his ability is great when he can actually catch the goddamn ball. His vote, like you said, his run after the catch ability is is tremendous. It's really good. Incredible. But when he can actually catch the damn ball. He will catch the ball a lot Uh, more. It was first year jitters. I'm not worried about drops whatsoever. Like I said, I think in the last episode, if you're uh, coming up with a lot of drops, you're a very good wide receiver because of a larger sample size. You have more receptions. There's more chance of you to drop the ball because, you know, you're being targeted. Um, Jerry Judy's probably one of the best route runners in the league. Um, the reason I am so low is, well, not really so low. I mean, 20, Lower. 22 is not Lower. Lower. Bad. Yeah, it's still a wide receiver, too. Um, is because of Corlin Sutton, who would be the alpha in that offense, and because of the quarterback situation. Like you said, I have Mike Evans just one spot ahead of him. Mike. Yeah. An improvement to the quarterback. I'm probably putting Judy above him. Yeah. Um, yeah, with, talking about that, Watson's already said if he ever comes back into the league, he would love to play for the Broncos. And the Broncos have always been rumored to be trying to make a push for Rodgers mm-hmm. if he ever gets traded, which I don't think he will. But... I mean, yeah. an, an, a, an above-average quarterback with that offense would put Judy in another level. Is Teddy level. Bridgewater an upgrade? Absolutely. I not. think Over Drew Locke? Yes, he is. I'm, over Drew Locke, yes, 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 but yes, it's, yes. It's, it's not much. Man. It's not much. It's, it's not, not much, much, but he is. It's but he is. Upgrade. It's so still an upgrade. Maybe it's different, but like you said, he's not going to be looked at as the one this year with Sutton coming back, so maybe he'll get a little... Worse. The cornerback twos, maybe. Yeah. yeah, worst corners on him. But. Yeah, we'll be able to toast them, too, because, like I said, probably one of the best route runners. Yep. He's literally digs his foot on the ground and turns the complete opposite way. It's unreal. So smooth. Love to watch him run routes. The future's bright for him. Yeah. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, this is not a negative. I feel like we're all Team Jerry Judy. But not as high as Ian. Um, no. Speaking of second-year wide receivers, Joe, <laughs> want to kick it off for the next guy? Yes, um, the man who was overshadowed by Justin Jefferson. We're talking about Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the San Francisco And C.D. Lamb. Uh, no, no. What? It's delusional. Delusional, bro. I'm telling you, delusional. <laughs> well, last season. Yeah. They were like, eh, they were, they were pretty. If both of them had. Yeah, C.D. had no quarterback, though. And neither did Brandon Ayuk. 
Uh, to be fair, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's a yeah, point. Yeah, yes, yeah. But, but Liam also had Cooper had competitions yeah, with. I, there was I, no I Liam Debo, right, but I'm yeah. pretty sure in the top five, so. I, like, Who am I, I arguing with? Like you. Who am I arguing with? <laughs> I was just saying last year. It was just Justin Jefferson as well. Um, yeah, he was. Oh my god. You people. We distracted you? <laughs> yes. So what, you what, have him at number 12. Yes. I have yeah. him at 19. Isa has him at 29. Outrageous. He has yeah, to defend he, he himself needs to as well. Say something as well here. And his <laughs> ADP right now for Dynasty is wide receiver 21, which is, you know, kind of like right in between the three of us. Yeah. Um, so per Matt Harmon's reception perception, that's uh, Matt Harmon. He works for Yahoo Sports and he, like, deep dives into, like, road trees and analytics for wide receivers. Um, Brandon Ayuk ranked second versus man coverage behind Justin Jefferson and third versus press behind Justin Jefferson and CLM. I mean, he's the alpha on that team in the 49ers. It's not Debo. Debo plays more at the line of scrimmage. And, I mean, if George Kittle, sure. He's probably the primary target there, but how much more beating can that guy take because he catches the ball and just runs. <laughs> he's probably one of the best after the catch. Tight ends there is in the league, but he's, he's going to get demolished. Um... So, yeah, the alpha in San Francisco is Brandon Ayuk, and they just brought in Trey Lance. Raw talent, yes. One of the best possible arms in the league, some are saying, some, meaning me. <laughs> He's been comped to have like a Josh Allen arm, and that guy just flings it. So, uh, I mean, Ayuk's going to be that deep threat for Trey Lance. Whenever he does come in, um, I feel like he could come in. It just depends how Jimmy GQ's looking. I don't know, I'm not. Kyle Shanahan. Um, but, I mean, he was utilized, Ayuk uh, was, in a completely different role without Debo. Um, so, Ayuk's dot with Debo playing more than 50% of the snaps was 14.8. And with Debo there, or playing more than 50% of the snaps was 7. Quite a difference. Yes. Um, so, we usually want our receivers to have a larger dot, and 14.8 is pretty... Pretty cool. Yeah, it's I, I like uh, my wide receivers to be getting a, a lot. So, Joe, I'm glad you mentioned that because when you say without Debo, you also mean more likely than not without Kittle because Kittle missed, I think, nine games, eight games. Yeah, so, so you, yeah, so you did have a bunch of quarterback games. controversy because I mean, it's quarterback were just but they, they were crap, they were ass. But he also did all this without Debo, without Kittle, and the run game really just wasn't as productive as you really see with Kyle Shanahan offenses. And the problem with this is, is that he was the number one guy. I don't think Ayuk will ever be the number one option again, unless injuries happen. Kittle will always be above him. And I personally, I personally like Debo more. Oh, I, I think De- I mean, you give Debo the ball, and Debo's gonna go places. So like. the, yeah, but the, but they but the way they go with Debo is they give him a bunch of dump, they give him a bunch of handoffs, they give him um, they try to get in the ball as much as possible at the line of scrimmage. And when he when he's in the game, it like you've already said, it, it already affects his average um, depth per target. I think Shanahan's offense is made more for Debo than it is for one hundred percent. That's that's the because thing. He it, might not be better, but the offense is like. Well, it's by better I mean fantasy wise. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, yeah. you know I'm not saying real world NFL wise. It's on dynasty here. Yeah. But simply because of that, Shanahan's offense is made to run the ball. Yep. And that's what they do, and that's what Debo does really well. Debo has um, I forget how many carries he had his rookie year, but he's also binged up. But Debo runs the ball really well, and. Again, I think at best, Ayuga is going to be the third option because that team loves to run the ball. That's always the first option. Yeah, there was reports saying that they are looking to 
I carried the ball over 500 times or something like that. Uh, that's kind of scary. Pretty that's average. So, I mean, yeah, I get It's not terribly insane. That like, number might have to go out, out throughout uh, multiple running backs. Like, you obviously have a bell cow, and then you can sprinkle on, like, two or three other guys. That number it's might have to go up, though, depending on how wild. terrible Jimmy G it plays this high, year. It is that, that number might have to go up depending on how terrible Jimmy G is and how raw Trey Lance is when he gets in. Second they might pick. have to depend on the running game a lot more than you think. Second overall pick? I mean, I love Trey Lance coming out of North No, North no, I, I mean, I have nothing against him, but he is raw. Yeah, he's a rookie for sure. Raw than my sushi. That's how you like sushi. That's how I would like sushi. I mean, so so Joe, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned the rush attempts. So like, so last year they had San Francisco got 27.3 rush, rushing attempts per game, which is average, was 14 in the league. But this again, this is with the banged up Kittle, the banged up D, but with the no quarterback play and the running backs were going down left and right. Mo, uh, Moser was going down. Um, I think Jeff Wilson at one point went for like three weeks. He was like an RB one. That's 436 but, rushing attempts for the year, but and they so, want to do 500, so exactly. they're gonna go up by. Almost 20%. So, exactly. And if you compare that to the 2019 numbers, they were number two in the league with 32.1 um, rushing times per game. So, and that's exactly what they want to do when the team is actually healthy. So, I'm afraid that this team is more of a running team and then instead of a passing. And exactly, so and exactly what they sell. Wide receiver. And what do you sell with Trey Lance? Trey Lance loves to run the ball. Okay, yes. And this is a first-round wide receiver. Why would you invest in a wide receiver that early if you're not going to utilize him? Trey Lance got thick thighs. He does have thick <laughs> thighs, but he's got he's got some uh, some thick biceps. I mean, these are some household names we all love. According to PFF, Ayuk uh, was the fifth highest graded slot wide receiver. Um, the only like notable names, Cole Beasley was in there. We don't, who cares about him? Um, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, and Allen Robinson all above him. So he's in that company. You said um, slot, right? Yes. Because Debo doesn't play. Debo plays a slot. And but Debo I mean, wasn't there. Yes. But also, he was producing when he was getting these opportunities, like those great wide receivers that are household names. Sure, yeah, he absolutely yes. was. He's not going to be a slot guy. Sure. Okay. Um, only four wide receivers had a higher percentage of wide receiver one games in 2020. Oh, well, because Debo and Kittle worked there. Yeah, yeah. Save it. I heard. Um, <laughs> the only wide receivers that were above him were Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and A.J. Brown. All within our top ten. So, I don't know about me and DeAndre Hopkins, but... In Dynasty, all within the top ten. He's got the talent. Another positive. He's got talent. Too, people are focusing too much on this Debo and George Kittle being out. Yes, it's a fact. That it's going to change a bit. But he's an alpha wide receiver. He's going to command these deep targets. I mean, if he's open downfield, why, why won't you pass him the ball? You should be like, oh, actually, this play was designed for Debo. This guy's wide open down there. We're just not going to pass it to him. Another positive for, I always say his name, Ayuk. Nice. Nice is he ran the ball six times for 77 yards, and he had two touchdowns, so maybe... I mean, that's just his rookie Again, year. Again, that's without Debo. That, I mean, yes. But <laughs> I'm glad I'm saying But that, that... I mean, if he was able to perform <laughs> that way... Yeah, but Lance will also take those going carries. 100%, 100%. But it, he's still an option for that every now and then. That's something you this can't might be, yeah, This might be... Yeah, this might be... I will admit, at, at 29, I could, I could probably move him up a couple of rounds. I got a couple of spots. Ah! Mm. A, we, a couple. Yeah, but I thought we weren't moving anybody up. I thought we were all uh, pretty adamant on that. But, um, yeah, this could be another scenario like like I did with Jalen Hurts. Um, probably ranking him at his peak. I'm just getting out ahead of it. I'm fine with this. My personal rankings, but, I mean, that's not what we're putting out. We're not putting out Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 12. That's just me. That's how I'm rolling. I'm rolling with my two boys, Jalen Hurts and 
Brandon. You you are I'm, you are ringing him at saying this is the best case scenario is where he'll be. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying he's going to be a wide receiver one. No, I'll keep it moving with a question for Joe as well. Ha, huh, yes. Why do you hate Julio Jones? You've always hated Julio Jones. What did he do? No, what you what always did he hated do to Julio Jones? I've only been hating him because of his age. What the hell did he I do admit, to you? I mean, he did nothing wrong. He's probably he's a Hall of Famer. I almost said probably, and I would. He's one of the best receivers we've ever seen. Yes, Hall of Famer, one of the best ever. Definitely one of the yeah, people want to say Antonio Brown's the best in this past decade. I'm giving it to Julio Jones. Um, but again, this is dynasty. I love Julio Jones for redraft this year. Um, I think he'll do just fine, but, I mean, when is it going to fall off? He's going to be 32 heading in this season, and it feels like um, receivers as they age, I brought up Andre Johnson and uh, Marvin Harrison. Ten years in the league after, well, in that those 10-year span, they went over 1,100 yards seven times, sorry, Andre Johnson went over 1,100 yards seven times from ages 22 to 32, and then after that, just fell off a cliff. Marvin Harrison produced over 1,100 yards eight times between 24 and 34. 24 was his rookie year. That was wild. Wild stumble upon when I was looking that up. And then he fell off a cliff. But Julio, I think it could be a different story. Julio has gone over 1,100 yards seven times from ages 22 up until now, and he's going to be 32. I'm not not saying he's going to be falling off a cliff because I just said I like him for redraft this year. Um, I liked your comparison tease upon the show notes about oh yeah with T.O. I mean so so yeah so Ian so on, on the show notes so all the guys that mentioned the show notes which I'll see um, I'll talk about in a little bit they all got traded past their th- past the age of thirty so for example like maybe you don't want to compare Julio to T.O. but listen to some of Julio's stats that he's done in the past um, so let's go back from two thousand fourteen nearly sixteen hundred rush um, receiving yards nearly sixteen hundred followed up by nearly nineteen hundred. And then again, 1,400, 1,400, 1,600, 1,400. I know, I know he's and So I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to say, uh, for the comparison I'm going to give for the guys, that he, he's incredible. He is a Hall of Famer. In an example that, um, that Ian was talking about in the show notes, T.O., Terrell Owens, right? 2006, he signed with Dallas. So at the age of 33, 34, 35, right? At those, at those ages, he went over 1,000 yards every single year in those ages. And sure, maybe, oh, T.O. is T.O., but so is Julio. Julio's one of the greatest receivers we've seen in that. I would never say that. Because Julio's going to play top five all time. I would agree. Yeah, exactly. And then at the age of 37, when T.O. got traded to the Bengals, he had nearly 1,000 yards again. And then, I mean, I can keep naming people. Keyshawn Johnson in 2004, when he got traded for um, Joey Galway, both of them over the age of 30. Both of them have, I mean, I think what? Um, Keyshawn Johnson had two years of over of nearly 1,000 yards when he was age 32, 33. Joey Galway had um, age 34, 35, 36, over 1,000 yards. I mean, I keep going. Steve Smith, Steve Smith, age thirty-five. Of um, he got he got traded to Baltimore, over a thousand yards. And Quinn Bolden, two thousand thirteen, he got traded to San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick, who sucked ass that year. <laughs> Two years back to back, over a thousand yards. I Kaepernick had thirty-two thousand passing yards and thirty-three thousand passing yards. I think I can summarize this pretty easily. Julio doesn't look like he's slowing down. I'm just being ageist. That's you it. It's not being against Julio. Does, Julio does not look I'm like being, he's slowing down. I am just responsibly ranking an older wide receiver. That's it. That's all so, 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 one second. Huh? to give me three, at least three th- really good years. I expect three of about a thousand yard seasons. Exactly. And that's in fantasy, that's what I play for. And yep, if you're looking exactly. at four years, you know what's going to happen in four years. Mm-hmm. But, Joe, so why is it that with guys like Hertz and Brandon Ayuk, right, you rank them at their peak? Both guys like Julio, you rank him at their absolute bottom. Because of their age. But, but why, why, why are you ranking Julio at the very bottom because already? Because that's how it goes. 
It's a little, it's a mountain. Literally, you start, young boy. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you're, you're going up. He's old man, he's going down. That's just how sports goes. That's besides Tom Brady. That's just how father time goes. So that's why I'm doing this. I mean, like I said, I love Julio for redraft this year. Uh, he's not going to be the alpha. I think it's going to be AJ Brown. Sure, but I mean, but even AJ, AJ Brown, like, sure, he'll be Hugh. I'll, I'll call him the alpha. But that's kind of even better for Julio. Julio's going to face the wide, the corner, the second cornerbacks, we've the all, easier cornerbacks. We've like, already talked about the wide receiver duos that both thri- both uh-huh. thrive. Like, yep. Julio, anybody mentioned them earlier? Julio, uh, Julio went from Julio. playing with Ridley, who was about to take over being the alpha because he's so good, to now playing with AJ Brown. Like nothing, nothing's really changed for Julio except he's probably Julio's in an better, overall uh, better Brown team. And Calvin Ridley are two completely no. Close. I understand, but you understand the scenario. They're, 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 they're not even close. You understand and the scenario. What do you mean in terms of what? And then even close in terms of what? Dynasty. AJ Brown's such a better wide receiver. Anyway. No, don't even anyways me. Calvin Ridley does nothing after the catch. He's catch and fall down receiver. AJ Brown is a monster truck. He carries people to the end zone. and uh, They're different players, but they're very close in Dynasty. AJ Brown's been the number one the entire season he's been there. Calvin Ridley had to compete with Julio every single year. Every okay, single second field player. I'm just so saying, AJ Brown's a better. I'm not saying for, he's a better wide receiver in general. We're not talking in general. We're talking dynasty. Wouldn't that be the same thing? No, because you can nah. be a good, you can be a good NFL player and not be a good fantasy player. Like me, AJ Brown's better yeah. than both. Completely. I agree. Corey Davis left that team. Uh, so that's 92 targets that he left behind. John Smith left that team. 65 targets left behind. So who is going to get? I would say at least 120 targets. Julio's gonna eat. He's not gonna get all of John Smith's targets, but if he takes, I'm just half of them, getting ahead of the decline. I'm not. I'm so not, you're getting ahead of the decline it. with Julio, but you're getting ahead of the rise with uh, the other two rookies, another two rookies, the Hurts and Ayuk. What did I just say? But it's, it's a friggin' it, mountain, little baby boy. It, it's going it, up it, the mountain to the wrong. peak. So I'm gonna get ahead of that and beat you to the punch and get these young guys stashed on my team without you even knowing. I'm gonna swipe no swiping. I'm gonna get you. And Julio, I've been telling you for years to trade him away. That's why you think I hate him. I don't hate him. He's a Hall of Famer. Top five. Easily. So, so while you wait for a you can hurt to get better, I'll stay at the top with Julio with some rings. Yeah, but that's... Oh, it's, just, it's Dynasty. He's old. That's, what, that's it. That's I, it. That's the only thing I have. What? That's no, it. What? It's the only thing I have against Julio. Is his age. That's it. Yeah, I'm you have, Julio. You I have Julio at wide receiver 43. Yes, I do. There's I do. 42 wide receivers you would rather have Absolutely. for the next three that's years. Right. Call it three years than Julio. Well, that's three years. I don't know, three years. Because I don't know if going to last three years. I just don't fucking know, buddy. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm preparing I'm gonna myself. It, I'm going to keep it rolling. I'm preparing myself for the ultimate pain of Julio just falling off the cliff. That's why you, what, you have Odell over Julio, Michael Gallup over Julio, yes. Will Fuller over Julio. Michael Gallup over Will Fuller, yes. who hasn't played a full season, he's never played more than 11 games ever. Sorry, one season's had more than 11 games. Will Fuller... Yes. Oh, that's... All right, I'm going to keep it moving. Uh, Issa, if you want to talk a little bit about Aaron Jones... I would love to talk a little you bit about what? Aaron Our Jones. Our rankings on this one is not... They're not, they're not crazy. They're not crazy. They're not crazy. I feel like Issa picked the easy ones for himself. Oh, I'm, I'm pick, shit. I've picked the ones where I'm very far away oh, from you. I've been... 
Got it. Defending the wall well, over I, here, I, and this kid. Oh, yeah, he's five away. Uh, we got a five. Guys, at difference. the at DLC Fantasy, uh, just let me know how much you guys would pay we, to watch the uh, pay per view of Joey. We have a five spot Issa. difference. So Aaron Jones. Now, <laughs> well, guys, the, the I know, thing I know, we all kind of like him, but well, I don't it's, like him as much. It's not my fault. You have Julio that low. It's not my fault. Your rankings are wrong. You, so what do you want me to do about yeah, it? You could uh, skim the rankings a little better. I, I tried my best. Um, Aaron Jones. I have him at running back 22. Joe and Ian both have him at running back 17. 17 game. ADP nice. is also running back 17. Oh, 17 nice. game. It's pretty good. Yeah, Thank but he, he, he was good. Last two years, um, 2020, RB5 finish. 2019, RB2 finish. He's so good. They didn't, yeah. I, I, I still think he's good. Yeah, he's and so they, good. And they didn't really draft anybody in order. Like, mm. They drafted Kylan Hill. Doesn't really do anything. Jamal yeah. Williams left. No, they, they, they never do. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is not going to play there, but... Um, AJ Dillon is still there. AJ Dillon is still there, which is why worries me a little bit because he has tree trunks for his legs. But what also worries me a little bit more is the Aaron Rodgers effect. I don't know if he's going to play there. I, I really don't know if he's going to play there. And even if he is, how long is Aaron Jones going to be there? So Aaron Jones on paper, yes, he has a four-year contract, but he has a two, but he has a two-year um, um, buyout option. So it doesn't really mean he's going to play there the whole time. At the end of this year, he's going to be 27, and he's injury-prone. He's played a full season once, right? And, I mean, if you look at other guys at his age, or not at his age per se, but other guys that got an extension around the same time that he did, around right after their first contract, guys like Gurley, who got cut real quick, guys like Love Bell, who are useless right now, guys like David Johnson, who really aren't there right now. Mm-hmm. These guys were at their peak. I mean, three years ago, you would draft these all three of these guys top five. And Aaron Jones is a great player. I think he's going to be, assuming Aaron Rodgers stays this year, Aaron Jones should be top ten. But that's it. Like that's his best case scenario, and that's if Roger stays, and that's if everything goes the same. Like this offense has been so productive the last couple of years that it has to keep. It has to fall down. Like eventually, like they can't be as productive as they were in the past. That's the the projections just they don't make sense. The one thing with Aaron Jones though, and that yes, he he is getting older, hundred percent for a running back, not in real life, man. He's a year older than us. Yeah, so. exactly. That hurt to say. The one thing with him is that he really hasn't had a crazy amount of workload. Like, they've kind of taken it okay on him. Not taken it easy on him, but he's still produced with less work than most number one running backs get. So I think he'll still be pretty good dynasty-wise for a year. For, probably for the duration of his contract, maybe not the last year. And the Rodgers situation, um, backup quarterback, Love? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Forgetful name, first round pick. Yeah, but I mean, first round pick. He was pretty good in college. No reason to believe that he can't be good. <sighs> you see, you've seen Rod- a lot of first round pick yeah. quarterbacks. A hundred percent. But yeah. learning from learning from Rodgers for a few years, getting comfortable in the system. I, I don't know. I don't see any reason why, if you're uh, Aaron Jones owner, you should panic too much about having Jordan Love be the quarterback for that team. In my opinion. Yeah. If uh, definitely Rod- better to have Rodgers. A hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. If Rodgers stays, for sure he could. Be bumped up in the, these rankings, but yeah, he's, there's definitely cause for concern. That's why he's not on my team anymore. Just try to trade him before anything nuts happen. I thought he was going to be resigning Green Bay. I thought it was the AJ Dillon show. And yep. I'm pretty sure everybody else did. But yeah, uh, I like uh, Ian said. If Aaron Rodgers is there, he's top ten. Definitely going to be. Nothing's really going to change from last year. Besides. Jamal Williams leaving, but Kylan Hill just slot in that role, like you said. It's just, it really comes down to Aaron Rodgers for me. I mean, running back 17 isn't 
anything insane for Dynasty. But my thing is, though, that he'll have one good year, then he's going to fall apart, so just trade his ass now. Mm-hmm. But we've seen it happen before with the running backs who were so good, and then they were even better than him when they were playing, and then they just went downhill really quickly. And most of the time, it just it just happens all of a sudden. And I feel like this is what's going to happen. Again, but this is a little more dependent on Rodgers, but I still don't feel that... I feel that A.J. Dillon is going to take over, and it's going to be sooner than, sooner than people think. Because um, yeah. Aaron Jones hasn't been able to stay on the field. As a man who uh, has traded Aaron Jones, I completely agree with you. Um, they could easily set up A.J. Dillon as a bruiser, and Kylan Hill as that pass catcher running back. So, I mean, Kylan is kind of sneaky. If you want to stash him on your benches... Um, but yeah, yeah, AJ, not AJ, yeah, AJ Dillon could hop in there probably whenever he really wanted. Probably not this next year. But Aaron Jones is, as long as he's a star running back, he's an RB1. That's fair. And one more running back, Cam Akers. All right, I'll let you do settle this. So uh, Joe, you want to lead me in a uh, battle this out? You know what? We've had so many conversations about this that, like, I don't even know if I have the strength to live. I mean, the strength to fight anymore. He's just obsessed. He We've is talked obsessed. about this maybe, like, four yep. episodes separately. Yep. He just wanted to talk about it again. So, uh, just to go through our rankings, I have Akers at number eight. And in my brain right now, I think that's still too low. He should probably be higher. I'm Joe just... has him at six. That's probably what you want him. That's probably you have him. It's eight, but in in your mind, you're probably closer to five. Exactly. And then Isop has him at 13. I don't think I've seen anybody have him outside of the top 10. He's ADP right now is running back number 10, so 13 is a little low. Um, uh, Isop, you can start. I mean, the concern I have with him, my, my biggest concern is that his passing, his catching ability. Like, the games he played last year, uh, I mean, he didn't really have any targets. He had three targets a game. And, like, and that's just... Sorry, he had more than three targets once. Once, the entire time he was playing. And that's just something that I don't think is going to continue. Uh, that's something that I think is going to continue. Because Matthew Stafford has never been known as a checkdown guy. Matthew Stafford doesn't really do that kind of thing. And another thing is that McVeigh is... Again, I've, I've beaten this horse to death multiple times. McVeigh doesn't want one guy leading his backfield. We've talked about this multiple times... Um, he comes from the Shanahan offense, which comes with multiple running backs. And, that's, and McVay has come out and said, this is what I want to do. And, I mean, I, again, I don't want to beat this horse to death, but I just do not think he's high. Like, I don't hate I don't hate Akers. I just dislike how much people like him. I dislike how much people like him. He only had over a 50% snap share in four games last year, and he was still pretty damn good. His playoff games were unreal when it mattered the most and when they actually trusted him with the rock. It, I just don't see Mac McVeigh being stupid, seeing that kind of production out of his young guy and then pretending that what happened with Gurley is going to happen with him. Like I think the Gurley situation is just a Gurley thing, not a, a, a workload situation. Akers got a upgrade in quarterback, which is definitely going to help. He played behind the third best offensive line last year, and they're can't get worse, huh? Exactly, and they're they're gonna be right around there this year. They got a great defense, which is gonna keep the games close. Akers just landed in a really good offense. I just I I just don't see how I can pick at his age with the kind of production he showed in the playoff last year. I can't pick more than five, six, seven guys that I would take above him. 
Yeah, the way I like to rank my running backs is a lot of the young guys are up top. Um, in the top ten, I think I have almost the entirety of last year's draft class, um, except for Clyde, I believe, in the top ten. So, I mean, easily Akers is in there. Um, like he, uh, Ian said, he's behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. That defense is going to keep games or keep teams, opposing teams, low scorings, and that offense is going to get up to a hot start. Matthew Stafford bombing it down the field to Deshaun Jackson for one play until he uh, is immediately for the, for the, the one for the one week. Yeah, <laughs> one play for the one oh, week. Yeah. You're giving him a week, okay? That's uh, it's pretty before lofty the, goal before that hamstring yeah, backs up again. Yeah, uh, Stafford to Goff or from Goff to Stafford, complete upgrade. Um, they're going to be. Leading a lot of games, and Akers is going to pound on the rock. Uh, yes, Akers and Henderson were both drafted in the second round, but Akers is just such a better running back. Um, Henderson probably is going to take some of the catch, the pass catching work, but Akers can still. Take I it. think Henderson was third round. But yeah. regardless, close enough. But uh, well, again, don't look up anything we say. We're always right. <laughs> we'll figure it out. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Dale Henderson. The kid's 23 years old. McVeigh yeah. picked him himself. Hand-picked yeah. him. And I think they're going to split the backfield. Mm. I, I have been running back 13. It's not that low. No. It's lower compared to you guys. Running back 13 is not, 13 is not, not bad. bad. Not bad. I just don't think... I just... I don't know. That's funny. I, That's funny you say that. Because you're talking about McVeigh picked him himself, but he also picked Brandon Ayuk. Or not McVeigh. Kyle Shanahan picked Brandon Ayuk, but you hate Brandon Ayuk. Right, because Brandon you didn't have Kittle and Debo and everything else. We talked about this. We we, we talked you're, about this. But you're also you see you're, we're taking arguments. Played you're taking with, arguments. Aker played with all the that options. Support our, our, our claims and not using it for other players. You know, I, in what in what way? Who who was injured on this team? Who was injured on this team that could have made any difference? Henderson was always there for the most part. Who was injured? The wide receivers were always there. The quarterback was always you, there. You're talking like about Brandon Ayuk. Sorry to go back to him. Like pretty uh. Pretty defensive, but that's uh, that's fine. Um, I I would love to have like a good producer, so you two could keep arguing in the background as like we lower your microphone and then like <laughs> I do the sign off because it's time to cut it there. Thank you guys so much for listening. K makers better than Easter thanks. Yes, sir. That's Thank how you end that. Thanks again for listening to the Dynasty Lifecycle Podcast. Again, remember to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at DLC. Fantasy. Kind of rhyme. I'm telling you guys. Rapping career taking off today. (laughs) We're all going to go street fight each other now. Yes, we uh, are. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Go Bucks.